Tune into the one and only ENT Radio. Let's do <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of ENT Radio Zoom Series Live, right here with but the real estate edition, right here with David Rios. Man, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to be on your podcast. You're very welcome, man. I'm I'm glad to have you on, especially for our first episode of the real estate edition. So. I'm, I'm intrigued to find out more of the knowledge behind real estate and what I can do to apply it to myself. And I believe uh, a lot of fans out there, tuners are going to be tuning in, will be able to apply it to themselves as well. Uh, can I go ahead and have you introduce yourself and then let them know a little bit about yourself? So I'm David Rios. I'm a uh, real estate um, a, a agent. I've been doing real estate for about 25 years. I'm also an interior designer. I've been doing that for about 24-ish years. Um, I was raised in Orange County, and um, I've resided pretty much all over LA, Orange County, um, and now I hang my hat in two areas, which is Palm Springs and uh, the city of Long Beach. Nice. Palm yeah. Springs is a beautiful, beautiful city over there. And, uh, Up and growing, and that's the, that's the biggest thing that I, I want to show you guys is that the difference between, or should I say, how we, to be a really good agent, understanding development and understanding the city that you're selling in what's what's being developed in your backyard and that'll prevail you to a higher level because the average agent isn't thinking about that about like okay well what's going to be here you know in the next year yeah, or definitely which yeah. Plan? yeah the future plans for the city you know especially if you're, if you're selling a certain type of property i mean uh, the people who are be buying the property are going to be there from so, some quite some time so it's it's definitely to go to know a little bit about the future of the city as well and the back history of it awesome yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's back up a little bit and get the the background on you, man. Uh, when when you started to get invested into real real, real estate and also into, into design, so it was always design was always a part of of who I was. I was raised with that eye for design. I was always wanting to move and create certain things. My family was always in real estate, so it's kind of was already in the blood, anyways. Uh, but more on the commercial side. And um, my mom got into real estate residential. I was working for a collection agency, basically like just ruining people's credit and negotiating. In the meantime, I was thinking like, well, I'm negotiating to fix your credit in an aspect to get this off. Right. Why, don't, why don't I open up a, 
a, a company fixing people's credit. And so that's what I was doing was basically fixing the credit, sending them off to go get a home loan and then sell them a property. But my passion was always within the design and understanding the, the structure of a home and when it was built and keeping it period correct. And that's what I appreciated um, the most. Awesome. Um, so you have had a, a major back issue with it, uh, it uh, falling into place from family and all that stuff. Uh, what what kind of uh, what kind of things that that gave you the eye for it? Like, was it just always being creative, or how how did you establish that? Well, I always knew that there was going to be a certain demographic for each property, um, and understanding areas. So I would go to the, uh, go with my grandfather, and he was in also design, but more um, commercial. And I would drive with him in LA, and I would drive all over, and I would see different buildings. I thought houses were all track homes. And they were ranch style because I was raised in you know, like more of the, the ranch style area. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like when I was experiencing LA and the high rises, understanding, you know, um, different elevations, people that lived on, um, on cliffs and, and seeing, you know, um, backyards that weren't, you know, backed up to someone else's. That made me really appreciate real estate and a whole nother, uh, another, another beast, should I say, because... Yeah. I was seeing things that were, you know, multi-units and apartment living and, um, and I got attracted to that. And I, what I loved about it was each house was different. I loved, um, like the built-ins, the actual, like, you know, the, the, you know, I don't know, like, um, um, anything that was built in like the 1920s, they had a ton of built-ins with moldings right. and, and tons of moldings and Wayne coats and crown molding and baseboards. I was all into that because I felt like it was so different from what I seen it back at home. And that, those were all aspects of being in real estate. But I always say this real estate and design go hand in hand. Yeah. So if you can, like, I would say this, if someone's watching this right now and wanting to know how to get into the real estate market, very simple. I say shadow somebody that's been in the market for quite some time. Shadow somebody that sells a ton of property, but in all kinds of areas. Or go shadow two different people because then you're going to be well diverse on, um, uh, you know, city living versus beach living, which is or, or or someone that wants to have like a secondary property like in Palm Springs or something like that. Then you're well diverse on so many different aspects. And I always say this too: once you get your license, that license enables you to like sell all over California, all over California. So why not sell in the Bay? Why not sell in San Diego County? Why not sell in Palm Springs? Because then your license goes all over because everybody has a family member that lives here and there and you want to be recommended. You're all, and that's the best thing about being in real estate is if you do a good job and you create a feeling, that's what's so good about real estate is that you're building their passion, you're building their, their retirement and, and, and you're building their, their dreams, their Christmases, their, their Thanksgiving. And you're, you're making that in a way happen or you're helping them, you're assisting them. So they'll always remember how you made feel. And if you can remember that, they will always recommend you people. And that's the biggest thing is in our market is keeping the recommendation. Mm -hmm. And that's the best compliment that us as um, real estate agents is that if we get a referral, that's the best compliment. That means we've done our job, yeah. you know, 10 plus. Yeah. You, you made them feel that, feel that home, even though the home wasn't their home just yet, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And small ways that when people say, David, how do you get into the industry? How can I get into real estate? Easy. You go online. There's a place um, you go online and take an online course. It's only two months. It's about $250. It's a two month course. And don't worry about learning everything there. You'll learn it when you're in the industry. And then you take a weekend crash course and bam, you have your license. And if people say, should I get my license? Well, why not? 
it's always that extra tool. You know, a family member, a friend, someone's always going to buy a property and that's extra income in your side. Let's say you're a single mom or you're, you're a single dad, whatever. You can always have a full-time job and no one even knows that you're not conducting real estate full-time because all you need is a cell phone. Right. And you answer your calls during your breaks. You, you send them um, emails. You have so many different ways to conduct um, being a real estate agent. And the, and the other thing is that it's extra income that, that will continue and continue to go if you keep your license up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that's what the, the best part is that um, anybody can be a real estate agent. And I say this, the people that have personality, they can multitask. Um, this job is for you. This job is for you. If you're someone that's a little bit more reserved and, and doesn't want to come out of your shell, but you're good with numbers, real estate is probably not for you. Real estate is for someone that's going to be talkative and going to be out there and showing the perks and the and the the perks and knowing all of the city itself. And if you're going to sell someone's city, it's so easy now with the internet to Google things, um, yeah. find out what, what's coming up. Um, you know, local this crime rate. Crime rate's a big thing. Understanding schools. Understanding school is probably the biggest thing because people will buy in a maybe not the best area, but you have access to a school that's rated a 10. That is humongous, humongous. Um, things of that nature are going to elevate you as well because the minute you can say, hey, this property is located by an elementary that's a 10, bam. Because yeah, right you know, away, yeah. Yeah, they're paying like six, $700 to have their kids into a 10 rated school. Yeah. So why not buy it in an area that's rated um, a higher, a higher um, education level. I definitely agree with you. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday during your, your live feed, I, I seen somebody ask a question. Uh, when is it too late to get into real estate? I love that question. Mm -hmm. the, when they say, David, when is the best time for me to buy? Have I missed the boat? When, it, when do I? Or now is the rest, best time. My question is this. I return it to my, say this. When do you want to start your life? When do you want to start your retirement? You yeah. tell me. Everybody's answer is going to be now. So that's the reason why I say now is the time. You haven't missed the boat. You haven't missed the time, especially if you're looking at it right now and say, you know what? Dang, um, I, I, I had some money, but I'm not working no more. You know what you can be? You can be a co-signer. So you can actually help your family out that, that still needs you. you can, and, and I would say this. Come, when you're asking for a favor and it's in the, in the increments of wanting a home, your family is going to respect you. Even if you're 20 years old and you're coming up and say, um, versus like, hey, buy me a car. Can I have a loan to buy a car? Can I have a, a loan to go get, you know, whatever it is? You know, the majority of time they're going to look at you and say, you're still in your 20s. Mm -hmm. You're still in your 30s. There's time to learn. If you go to that same person that you know that's going to reject you for a car or something foolish, and you go to them with a game plan and say this, I want a short period of you helping me. And this is what I'm doing. It's a game plan. I'm starting my whole life. I'm going to start a career. I'm starting my retirement. It's going to take them back. I'm like, okay. He said career, he said retirement. That's so, that's so, that's so foreign for a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, someone to say that, but it catches their attention. And you say, look, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for assistance right now to be able to purchase my first home. And this is what I'm looking to do for a short period of time, have you on title with me, and then refinance you off. If you have a game plan from start to finish, and they're a family member, more than likely, and it's not costing them a dollar, mm -hmm. more than likely they're going to be, they're going to be, overjoyed to because it's start again retirement and the reason why i say the word retirement is this your first purchase your first purchase will be a retirement mm 
If you can buy a home here in California, um, anywhere in California, they have new laws. And I'm going to show you those new laws. The minute you buy a home and you have a detached garage, that becomes a full ADU. Now you have a duplex. Now you just bought one home, but now you have two incomes coming in for the rest of your life. And I will show people how to, how to decorate it correctly. I will show people how to um, enhance that property so that you guys get the most money from that garage. And I look at people this and I said, hey, do you have a garage right now? Yeah, I have a garage. Okay, is it bringing you $2,000 a month? No, it's not. Okay, is your storage bringing you $2,000 a month? Let me show you how I can fix up your garage Pimp it out, pimp it out, and show you what people are going to pay. Because people right now, these millennials, will pay big dollar to live in a tiny home. Because that's the thing, the tiny homes that is so tricked out that you have like, I'll turn garages into lofts. I'll make some like cool floating shelves. I'll make a work area. I'll make it like everybody wants something so different, and they'll pay a higher premium. And that's all in your garage. Your yeah. garage is never going to disappear. Uh, yeah. If your garage catches on fire, you just rebuilt it again. But that property yeah. will never go away. And that income will only rise because there's always going to be a market for renters. And the rent goes up every single year and all over the, all over the United States. So those are the things you want to look at. Number one, buying a property as a retirement. So when people look at that, this is the other thing too, you guys. When you are missing out right now on homes, when you are missing out writing offers and blah, blah, or you're, you're walking by houses because you don't like them, someone else is going to snatch it up. And this is my thing. Don't look at your first purchase as the rest of your life. I mean, as far as like your forever home. Right. Your, no, stop that, you guys. All you got to worry about is that if you have a garage and you have a house with two or three bedrooms, you are golden because that property is never going to be your forever home. That property, right. look at it in the terms of, can I see two family living in this one house? Yeah, you can. Why? Because there's two areas to put a carport, two areas that we can park multiple cars. Those are things that we have to look at because development now, you guys, is not single family. It's homes on top of each other, multi-stack. And if you want a yard and if you want to be able to have your kids out, those are going to go away. We are going to be like New York. We are going to be like um, like San Francisco. We're going to be like downtown LA in the suburb, like in the and in, in this, like this other communities that were like ranch style homes, it's not, they're doing multi units now. So if you want to, if, if you guys want to capture a backyard, a front yard buy now, because the interest rates are so low. I remember when I got into the market and interest rates were 13%, 9%. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we're, we are right now at two and a half percent. Do you know what that means? All of your money goes to your principal. That is the cheapest money in the world, in history. So yeah. right now, when people are waiting for the market to, to drop, it's not going to drop. And when it does, when houses drop, rates go up. It's that simple. So if you look at it in the long term, it's better to buy a house at a higher dollar amount and pay a lower mortgage for the rest of your life. You will save the average will be like 250000 is what you will save over the lifetime of the loan. And that's why I want to educate everybody is that, number one, first house is not your forever home. It's retirement. And I'll show you how to retire in that one house. I'll show you how to make an ABU, which is an um, Excel accessory dwelling unit. And everybody now is now grandfathered in. It's across the board. It just happened. Now things might change, but for right now, you guys, this is what I'm saying. Jump into anything, anything that's available, get into it because there's going to be a market for rental. And that's what's going to be your retirement. You guys want to live off of your retirement. We don't know if social security is going to be here for the rest of our lives, or especially yeah. millennials are looking now. Yeah. You're going to see things that are going to change. Yeah. So why not have rental income that you can count on for the rest of your life?
And it's the best thing. Once you have a house, if your kids want to go to school, you, you pull out, you refinance. And you, when you do it, you get cash out and you buy another investment property. When people tell me, David, I have a free and, and paid um, house and it's free and clear. And I go, okay, well, where's your second property? Oh, we don't have that. We have a paid off home. How does that make sense? You're basically saying you have like, you know, it's dead equity. If your equity is not working for you, are you waiting till you die and then leave it to whoever? Why not multiply your equity? Equity is money that you guys get when you buy a home and, it, and your neighbor sells their house and then it goes higher. That's money. That's free money. It's like a savings account. So at a certain point, I want you to dip into that savings and invest it in somewhere else. Pay off your car. Pay off your, 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 um, your credit cards. Do something with that house because when you refinance, the payment's probably going to drop when you cash out. And those are the things I just want to educate people on. It's like, um, you know, getting multiple family members, you know, qualify with five people. You know, Latino people, man, we qualify with eight, 20. We don't care. <laughs> you know, and that's how we do. We got to help yeah. our, 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 our gente, our raza, our, our family out. And that's the only way that we can do it. And it's, it's the, the whole point is this. So when Latino families get together, they get together on Christmas at the, their grandma's house, whoever's house, 20, 50 deep, Latino people are into entertaining. They want quinceañeras. They want weddings in the backyard. They want their birthday parties. They're not into like going to like Chuck E. Cheese. Well, sometimes, you know, now they have them drinking. But anyways, but the thing is that they're into um, making this moment and having these parties and these carnesadas at their house. Well, why don't everybody get in together? And how you hold title protects you. So why not do it with your, you know, your cousin and your, your aunt and your grandmother? Anybody can be qualified for a home. You can have 20 people on the loan. It doesn't make a difference. Together, together. And then when you guys refinance it, everybody can get paid off or however you guys want to work that out. But it's a building. And I want to get, get rid of the stigma. When people say, it's my first time home buying. Forget the whole first time home buying thing. What it is, is it's a government loan, FHA, or a conventional loan. So first-time home buyers, everybody's like, oh my God, but it's the first-time buyers, I'm going to lose out. No, you're always able to have one open FHA. FHA is a government loan that you're able to put 3.5% down. So you can have one open at all time under your name. So if you refinance, let's say you help your brother out here, and then you refinance, like let's say two years later, can I qualify again for an FHA, that first-time home, home uh, program? Yes, you can. You can always have one active open. So always remember that you can have a bunch of conventional loans, but always, um, always apply for that FHA. It's a government loan. Why not utilize it? Help yeah. you guys out. And the rates are even lower than conventionals. The yeah. government loan at 3.5% is always going to be lower than a conventional loan. That's just how it's made. It's produced like that. Now, would you say that uh, because of now the pandemic is going on, that the, that the, the real estate <clears throat> business has gone, gone up or gone down because of the pandemic? up right it's gone up and i'll tell you guys why now is your this is you guys i was just telling this i was telling everybody you know how you want to get an offer accepted i'll show you how to get an offer accepted you don't ask for anything what david you don't want me i don't want you asking for anything i don't want you asking for home appraisal i mean i mean a home um warranty i don't want you none of that none of that your agent should be giving that to I, I i don't want you to miss this boat now what i'm saying is coronavirus came out right and i'm changing up my lingo I'm saying, don't ask them to deduct the sales price. What I'm asking you for is all your closing costs to be paid. That's a compensation. Look, you say, do you want your house sitting on the market? Or do you want, do you want to help me buy this house? I, I barely came down with my 3.5%. And now I have closing costs. 
Now, let's say people, they got the money back you know, from the government or they have um, the taxes and they've had it saved and you have your 3%, but you don't have your closing costs, now's your chance. If you have a really good uh, real estate agent and they go to a property right now that's sit, been sitting on the market for at least three months and you go to them and you ask them to pay your closing costs, I almost can guarantee 90% right now, you guys, people will pay your closing costs. And that's in the increments of 10 to maybe $12,000. Because if they leave, let, let their house sit on the market, the average time someone drops their sales price is going to be in an increment of 10 to $20,000. But you're not asking for that. You're just asking for closing costs to be paid and bam, you got it. So you got your money from your, from your say, excuse me, from your down payment and your closing cost is now paid by the seller. It's, it's a win-win situation. And the reason why I'm saying buy now during this epidemic, you don't have any competition. People aren't going into homes right now. You have the upper leg. The other thing too, is that rates right now at two and a half percent, I, I, two and a half percent right now you guys and that is your key component anybody would be smart to buy a house right now people are waiting for the market to drop you're gonna wait for the market to drop and then your two and a half percent is now five and a half percent because before this epidemic happened reality check we were at four and a half percent interest rate four and a half and then it goes five five and a quarter five and a half that's how close we were and now it's at 2.5 are you kidding me i'm trying to buy all day right now and, I'm, and investors should be buying Anybody should be looking at the market right now. And if you're unemployed, get off that unemployment and go get apply for a job because you can go back on that unemployment after you have your house or whatever it is. I'm not encouraging you, but you can't have that option. The thing is, get that house right now. There's no competition. People aren't going and looking at homes. They're doing vir virtual tours. And you're going to get free money. Free money on a low rate. It's a hand. It'll, it'll never be like that. Well, we're or they have an epidemic like this where we're confined to our home. But because we're confined, you just won. So we can look at this epidemic like this. Is it a negative or is it a positive? It's a positive all, it's a positive all, I, I get excited. It's a positive all damn day, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I had to do that because I just, that's me. You guys, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm not happy about it, but I'm a, a God, make, God makes everything happen for a reason. So if you're sitting there at home being, damn, I've always wanted to be a homeowner. I don't have it. My, my credit's messed up, blah, blah. Now's your time. Now we're speaking about care credit. I'm going to give you guys, I hopefully you guys are writing this information down because it's going to be the best information I will ever, ever give you. And it's free. You go to those counseling places, you're going to pay $2,500 for what I'm about to say. $2,500 and I'm going to give it to you for free and I'll give it to you free all the time because I just love giving free knowledge away. This is it. Go and ask for, go online and get Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And I want you to get all your credit reports. Then you're going to get them online and then I'm going to tell you what to do now. You're going to, I think I'm crazy. I want you to get your reports and I want you to dispute every single thing that you do not like. Not that you don't know or you don't remember. Maybe you don't remember. I don't know. Dispute it. Chances are right now in the next three months, companies are still not going to go back to work. The minute you put your dispute in, the minute, the day you put your dispute in, they have 30 days to reply back to you. Companies are not working. My, my, I love you. Look at her. My, my credit, a, a, a viewer right now just said my credit score just went up 103 points the other day. So this is my thing though. Companies right now are not responding to those letters. It automatically gets deleted off your credit report. Really? But you got to do all three of them. All three of them because they report differently, you guys. So right. that's what I'm saying is the minute you just dispute all of them, and no one will ever tell you this, 
You, they're going to want you to, hey, let's do this for six months. Let me pay all this money. Don't pay anybody anything. Do it yourself first and dispute everything on your credit report 30 days later. Listen to this. 30 days later, we're still going to be down, you know, and companies are still not going to be full force. 30 days later, you're going, to go, you're going to get another report and it's going to show what's still on your credit report. Whatever you still don't like, dispute it again. And they're going to give you five different ways you can dispute. Do it twice. Chances are, if it's left over there, then we negotiate it. And then we negotiate it and it just comes off. Now, that's the way you clean up your credit. Right. Now, let's say you want to build credit. David, I, I, I just got this stimulus check and it was $1,200. I'm going to show you what to do with that check. That check is going to start your rest of your life. $1,200 from the government. I want to take it and I'm going to give it right back to you. I want you to get that $1,200 and I want you to walk into Wells Fargo. I want you to walk into U.S. Bank and Chase. And I'm, I, want the, I want you to give them $300 and ask them for a secured credit card. They're going to give you that back in a form of a, a credit card. And you're able to use it right then. And then they're going to report to all three bureaus. Now you have three credit cards, uh, three trade lines. And when you go for a home, they're going to want three open trade lines. So if you didn't have credit, now you do. And you got that money back that you're able to use. After making your payments for six months, they're going to give you back that credit card and they're going to enhance it. Now you have credit. So now if you had bad credit, I showed you how to fix it. And if you didn't have credit, I showed you how to um, um, make credit from the government check. And that, the reason why I say that that government check will last you for the rest of your life, because your credit history will stay with you forever and ever. Um, and it never goes away. Your, your credit will never leave you. It'll stay with you. And that's the other thing is that you take care of it. And if you had bad credit, don't worry about it. If you had credit bad last month, I could care less. We're talking about today and we're talking about how your credit is now. A credit history is, a, is based off of a FICO score. Your FICO score is based off of a 12-month pain history. So if you have an old collection, oh, if you have medical bills, if you have medical bills and you're watching this, don't pay them because the FHA, the government loans, that no one cares about the, about the medical bills. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay them, but I'm just saying, why pay them? The other thing is this, though. If you, if you focus on the things that are current, that you've been late in 12 months, that's what I want you to pay. Yeah. And I want you to pay it in full because the chances are I can get that deleted like this. So if you have a, a, miss up, uh, a mishap within the last you know, year, those are the ones we want to go after. Don't worry about three years ago I had a repossession of a car, seven years. I co-signed. Who cares? No one cares about that. They're worried about your new credit. They're worried about what you've been doing the last year. And that's how... That's how we're able to. Um, that's how we're able to. That's how we're able to generate credit when you don't have it. And if you have a family member that has a credit card, all you do is ask them this: I want to start the rest of my life. I want to have a house. The only thing I'm lacking is one credit card. There, I want you to add me on as an authorized user, an authorized user, and tell them I live with you. Whatever they're going to send you out a separate card, but just give it to them and just rip it up. All once you get your once you get your your home, you can just rip it up and just, and then have them take you off. But what that does is it reports as if you had that credit card. Let's say your grandma, your aunt had a credit card for 10 years. It's going to show the pay history for 10 years. And that's how you make credit. That's how simple you make credit. Um, student loans paid off applied. Yes. Um, and the other thing too, is that during this time, I'll tell everybody, call your, I was the first one to go out there and say, don't pay your car payment, ask for a deferment. Because I've, I've worked with the credit cards. I've worked with the, with the collection agency. I've worked with, oh, and if you're watching right now and you haven't made your mortgage, there's help. 
No, you're not going to go to foreclosure. There's no way in my, as long as I'm alive, no one's going to foreclosure. I'm going to show you how to save your home because right now they're giving deferments for three months. After that deferment, ask for another deferment. Now that's six months. After that, ask for a modification. The banks do not want what, they re what happened in 2008. They're willing to help people out keep their properties. So therefore, they're going to ask, you're going to get um, a, a modification. Modification is going to be 40 years, not 30 years. That, that extends it. They're going to ask you for, they're going to ask you for, um, modification. they're going to ask you for a 2% interest rate for the first five years. Those are the things that you guys are going to prevail. So no one's going to go to foreclosure. Ask options. Open your mouth and say, that's the other thing too, is when people are scared to say, I'm just hiding, I'm not answering their calls. No, say, hey, I'm happy. I'm, I'm facing financial hardship. Those are the words they want to hear. Financial hardship. I want to save my home. I want to deferment. Do I apply for one? Okay, now I want, uh, I want a modification. And keep asking them. Keep asking them. No one wants your house back. They want to help you save it. And those are the ways you can save it. And if you're smart during this time, they're not even credit reporting. If you're smart this time, save your money. Save your money and give it to your daughter, your son to build up, buy another property. Buy a property that you know the rents are high. Buy a property that you know you can build on that ADU because the bigger the ADU, the more income you can charge for that second property. Yeah, and, and uh, school loans is, is a big issue as well. Uh, thanks to my wife for asking that question on your Instagram live. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get in the details on how people can, uh, can go about on fixing and say if they're maybe two years, three years past, past due on, on making payments on that, how they can fix that to establish to get in their credit. And then also uh, financial hardship also uh, uh, is uh, qualifiable for your student loans as well. Uh, so yeah, let's go again and talk about that. So student loans are the only thing when you buy a home that you have to be current on. So what you do then is you put in the arrears or you sign up for an online class and that gives a deferment. The other thing that they'll give you, you just have to be enrolled. Anybody can be enrolled. I just said that. In order to have them work with you, you have to be enrolled in a, in a course. You can do an online course. It's that simple. Now your payments are back and the bank looks at that and they don't even count that against you. And what you do, let's say you're behind on your student loans. You know what you do? Is you ask them to put you on a payment plan. A payment plan. And then you start paying them and it starts reporting on your credit report. If you don't have money to, or extra money to, to pay them, sign up for school again. Get an online course that you can you know, do on your leisure. And then now your student loans bit get deferred. And when the bank looks at that, they say, oh yeah, you were late. Oh, but they're deferred for another three years, two years, one year, whatever. They don't count that against you. And then again, so the, those are the creative ways, you guys. My thing was this though. When the market started taking a crash, everybody looks at everything as the negative. I turn around and say, what are the positive? How can we save? How can we ask for help? How can we do all these creative things? Creative financing will, will prevail for Ultimately, ultimately, if, if you look um, and you think creative and asking people for assistance, like when people buy homes, they go, if they want a first-time home buyer program, go to the city and say, hey, I'm Latino, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a fireman, um, I have educational uh, difficulties. There's programs for you in every city. I want to buy a historical home. Here's $50,000. What? I'm giving you $50,000 if you buy this historical home. Wow, I thought I could never buy that home. You know, oh, I want to buy a historical home, but it's the 1920s. It's 100 years old. How am I going to pay for like windows and doors and the, and the roof and all that stuff? There is called a Mills Act, 
and every city, majority of every city has a, has a, um, except for the new development, has a historical area. There's money in there for you guys. There's money. Apply for it. They'll give it to you. Um, so these are the things I want you guys to be proactive is asking and asking for all of these assistant programs because if you don't, someone else will. I love that. What you want, someone else will. And you're going to be looking there like a pendejo like, wow, I missed that boat applied for that and the chances are once you apply into the system they will always send you emails like hey we have this other program of 20,000 or 10,000 or 15,000 and it's not payable for like 15 years so do it apply for everything that's it th that's the thing there's people if you're determined and you're watching this right now and you want a home you can have a home guarantee you I do not care if you have bad credit I just showed you how to fix it if you want a home right now you have family members you have friends. let's say you don't have family you have friends and if you come to your friends with a business proposal, a home is a business, and I'll go to that next. A home is a business, and you go with them with a business plan, and you say, this is what I'm looking to do. This is my long-term goal to it. We don't even have to live in it. I want to turn this into a vacation rental. This is how much money we're projecting to get. you got to come correct. If you're coming and wanting to buy a home, turn it into a business, and sit down with that person that you're asking for alone and show them the numbers, show them reality and numbers. And, and that's easy to do and people are gonna respect that. Now, I said, turn your home into a business. I wanna show you how to make, turn that home into a business and protect you for the rest of your life. The minute you buy a home, I want you to go and turn it into a business by in the terms of putting it into a trust. Put it into a family trust. Now you don't own it. It belongs to a company. You could be the owner of the company. No one knows that. But let's say you get into a car accident. Let's say you're driving down the street and you have your younger son, your daughter, and she hits somebody. That house, this insurance can't come after that house because it belongs to a trust. And that, 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 and if you die, no one's fighting over it anymore. It is in word, in written format. This person gets this much. This person gets that. And if I die, this is how I want it to be. And that's the reason why I encourage everybody for $1,200. Put your home into a trust. And if you die, no one, it, you don't have to go through the courts. No one goes through probate sale. It goes straight to whatever your trust says. And you can change your trust. You can add people to it. You can add cars. You can add, add multi-houses to it. You can add bank accounts. You can add anything to the trust and you hold it. And you can name it anything you want. And you can always pull. You can get equity out of it. So that is, that's, that's the other division that only, only wealthy people do. But why can't us average Americans, the lower class, the middle class, be like the wealthy class? Why? Because no one told us how to do a trust. I told you, you can do it for 500 on your own. I suggest pay 12 and go to an attorney. And now you're eye to eye. And the thing, like I say now is when, the, when, when right now, like the, the market, how it's hitting it and everybody's getting shooken up, you know who's going to get wealthy? The wealthier. The wealthy people will get wealthier during this time. Why can't the middle class and the lower class also Take advantage of a 2% rate. What's holding you back? Only yourself. Fear is holding you back. And fear is the number one thing that will hold back anybody from accomplishing anything. The thing is when I tell people, get in real estate. What the hell for? Well, why not? Why not get into real estate? If you don't like it, you can get out. It costs you $200. That real estate license, if you look at it, it costs you $200. The average commission is $10,000. $10,000. And that's on the very low end. That's like if you sell a house for like $300,000. That's $10,000. Did you not just make back your money? Guarantee you're going to sell one home when you have your license or team up with somebody. Get your license and team up with somebody. And you will, you will feel, the minute you sell your first house, 
the, 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 the gratitude of how you will feel and how you're going to help your family out. And, and that becomes another company. You guys, why not? Like why we, we are our own credit. We are the, we are the only people that hold us back credit easy. We can fix that. We can make credit. And, and if we don't have family, we have friends and friends is where you start building your retirement. So, and again, how you hold title protects you, how you have a living trust protects you. And you know, that's the only thing I can say about that. Uh, let's go back into fear. So say as someone that just recently had kids or they want to start a family and that are looking to buy a, or, or rent up an apartment, but have a credit maybe between 500, 600 at, at their rate. Um, what's, what's something you can give to them motivation wise to, to proceed and go beyond that? I mean, you already established how to fix credit, how to go back and, and fix it up and build it up. What, what's something you could give to them to be like, you know what? Don't go to the apartment. Let's, let's get you on the track to, to get in the house. This is my thing. I love that comment. So the question is this, the question is this, how, how I would, I would turn this in this thing. How much is your going to be your rent? How much is going to be your rent to have the house that you love? That has a view or two, let's just say simple two bedroom. How much is that house for rent? Rent again, you're going to just throw it away, right? It's just, you're paying someone else's mortgage. Mm -hmm. How much is that rent? The average nice house right now, um, excuse me, apartment, a condo, condo, and we're going to talk about houses, houses even more. Right now to rent a, right now in Long Beach, let's say Long Beach for instance, to rent a, a, a condo, a nice condo is going to be 3000 bucks. To rent a two bedroom house, to rent a two bedroom house with parking is thirty-five dollars to $4,000 all day. Now let's talk about if I owned a house, what would my mortgage be on that property? What would my mortgage be on that property? Equivalent. So if you're looking and you're thinking about, if I'm going to have to put a first, a last into security, do the math. I'm asking you for 3%. That's all I'm asking you for. I'm not asking for closing costs. I got you covered on that. What I'm asking you for is do the math on apples to apples. If you're going to go rent right now and it's going to cost you a total movement of six, $7,000 and it was only 9,000 to buy a house, I will give you the extra $2,000. And this is what I'm saying is you do apples to apples and you see that rent will go up every single month every single year and you're paying $3,500 when you can own a house for $3,500, that does not make sense to me. Now let's get this. I just told you that your house is going to be $3,500 in as a mortgage or 4,000 as mortgage. Okay. You're going to pay 4,000 to live in a, in a, in a regular home with a garage, whatever. Now let's say I can tell you, I can get you $2,000 for your garage. Now I'm at $6,000, $6,000. And your payment is, is still only like, you know, like $4,000 or $3,500. You just made money. And now take away that $2,000 or that you're getting from your, from your garage that ain't doing anything for you, and you apply that to your rent. Did you just hear what I said? Now your rent's 1500 bucks. Like, it is crazy. That's what I'm saying. If you're looking to rent right now, look into buying a home, and then eventually, eventually turning your garage into a leg, and now you're down to living it. No one's going to tell you. You can paint your color of your walls you want. You can um, knock down a wall if you want. You can uh, put a backsplash if you want. No one's going to tell you not to because you have pride of ownership in your property, but your mortgage is still there, and then now you have a rental at $3,500, and you have $2,000 coming in. Your payment is $1,500. I did not say right now Long Beach is renting two-bedroom apartments for $1,500. That never came out of my mouth. I said they're saying they're renting for three thousand. Mm -hmm. So now you're you have an owner. You're an owner. You're you have a write off, and if you have a second property on your property, 
that's 100% tax deductible. Now, now this is business. Now we're talking terms. So I'm glad that you said that. If I was going to rent or buy, I'd buy all day. And I, these are the perks why. And it's, it's a holding game. When you're, in, when you're in the real estate market, think of it long-term. Think of it as a long-term. And think of it as your, think of it if you want as your kid's college education. Think of it as your, your brand new badass ride that you want and your wife didn't let you buy, but you want, you want a Harley Davidson, you wanted all these toys and blah, blah, you go through midlife crisis and you want all these fun things. Your wife is not going to say anything if you push her to go buy that house and you can say, hey, we have equity in the house. We have 200000 in equity. I'm going to pull out 30000 and her payment's dropping, but I want my Harley. I want that. Now, now it's a good compensation. And honey, we've had a write-off. We've had a write-off for the last two years. I'm just saying two years. Two years and our garage now is making us live for free so those are the things you guys I want to encourage everybody to do is just don't think of this as a small little thing now think of it as a big thing and that's the thing is if you stay in this small bubble your life will always be in this small bubble and you think outside and elaborate and these big things and you integrate your kids and, and college and family and events and, and birthday parties and all this stuff and you're gonna think about wanting to buy a house you're going to think about wanting to buy a house because that's security. That is security right now. When people are stressing out and they're like, God, you know, I, I have a mortgage and it's commitment for, um, you know, for, for, for 30 years. No, it's not. You can sell that house at any time and you'll make money. Mark my words. You can buy a house at any time, sell it, and make money. It's where you're buying it, how you're designing it, mm -hmm. how it looks, and who's the demographic that's going to buy it. 100%. I just, when people say, dude, but it's a commitment for, for 30 years. Do you plan to be alive in 30 years? Okay, well, then you're going to need a roof over your head for 30 years. Do you have kids? Ooh, you better think again because that's times two. Times two. And let's say you're older and you have a house that's sitting there and you're watching me right now. You have a house, you have a grandma that has a house and that's not doing anything. And then you know, you know that let's say they have another good 20 years on them. And you know for a fact they're going to leave it to your dad or they're going to leave it to you. Why not talk to them right now and say, look, I will pay the difference on anything. But what I would like to do is if you're going to give me that house right now or in the years or when you pass away, why not give me a portion of it now? And I want to show you what I'm going to do. And it's going to be for my kids as well. Because if you keep waiting, prices are going to up. Um, prices, are going to, prices are going to still rise like no tomorrow. And you're going to miss that boat. So that's the other thing too is like, you know, Look at it from a roundabout area, like a roundabout like um, thought process, if you will. So yeah, go to your family members and talk to them. Let's talk about qualifying rates, uh, and what I mean in that sense, I say someone who's just they think they got good credit, but then they go get it checked, and it's at like maybe five seventy. What's the average qualifying rate for credit for someone to get a home or an apartment? So you can have lower than a, so he's asking me about your FICO score. You need to have a middle FICO score of 640 and higher to be able to get a government loan. If you want to get the best interest rate, you want to have at least like a 680, 700, 720. So if you're at five something, a 590, you can be in 600 like this. That simple. If you don't have credit or you want to boost credit, I'll tell you guys how to pay off some of your credit cards. Don't pay them off. Pay them lower. That'll raise up your FICO score. So you can be and gain like 80 points in two months. So don't look at it like, oh man, I'm at a 500, I'm at a 640, or I'm at 640 and I really want to be at 700. Don't worry about that. 
buy a house now at 640 and as you have your home, it'll build and you'll have that 700 FICO score. Then you can refinance. Let's say they were saying, hey, you don't have um, the best FICO score, so you're going to have a, a slightly higher interest rate. People are like, no, I'll just wait. No. Did you wait when you bought your first car and you had a high interest rate? No, you didn't. You wrote off in that beautiful thing and you had a 15% or a 10%. Same thing as a home, but it's an asset. So that's the thing I'm saying is jump in it. Jump in it now. When, when is the best time to buy a house? Right now. My credit is not at 700. No one's asking me for that. They're asking me for 640. And if you don't have 640, you can build that in two months. You can ask for a family member to add you onto a credit card. You can start cleaning up some of your credit cards or you can build credit cards with secured credit cards. The name of secured credit cards mean is you're not going to get denied. That means you're not going to get denied. It's 100% approval because you're giving them money down and they're giving you a credit card to charge on that. So that's the other thing is you're not going to get rejected from a secured credit card. No one will tell you that. I mean, you know, so those are the things that I would say when someone throws a negative at me, I got 20 things to show you a positive and how to turn around that mind frame. It's us turning around our own mind frame on ourselves and say, let's think higher. Let's think like, you know, like some guys watching right now, um, um, Eddie, and he's the same thing. He has a write-off now and he has equity. And, and these are the things that he didn't think was tangible. I'm not even saying live in the property. I'm saying buy a home and have a renter live in it. This is the other thing too is buy a home that you can have a mortgage that you know a renter can pay for it because then you're never upside down. Get a home that a renter can pay that mortgage and then you're golden. Then you're golden unless you have money and reserves to do the ADU right away and then you have two forms of income coming in. That's, that's smart. Now, the biggest thing that's been going on going around California is that California is too pricey and you're seeing a lot of people who are moving out of California What's an advice to keep someone to stay in California? I love, okay, do you sweat? Do you love humidity? <laughs> do you love being in your house half the year? Do you like shoveling snow? There's only 10% of, of, of Americans that can buy into California, 10%. So when you're sitting there and crying and complaining and saying, there's so much life for me in Texas, I love Texas, but don't get me wrong, but yeah, Texas, Arizona, you know, um, other states, you know, rural areas, all these other fun, fun things. You're not looking at this. Are you enjoying walking around in shorts all day long? Are you enjoying this climate? Are you enjoying that, that we, we have a seasonal, beautiful time that hardly even rains? So what I want you to look at, at that. Do you want to put yourself in humidity all day long for a deal? Do you want to be, be in an area where you have flies all around and you can only use your house seasonal? I can tell you this though, California, I don't care where you're at in California, you can throw a party all day in California, you can work out in your front yard, your kids can be playing in California, you can look cute in California, you can dress up in California, you can wear scarves and hats and you name it. That's the reason why I want you to invest in California. When you look across over there and you're, everybody's getting seven to $10,000 a month in equity here in California and you buy in, Cal in um, Arizona and you're getting $500, $1,000, you're in Texas and you're getting $1,000 a month. That's what I'm saying. Apples to apples, bite the bullet, get a second job and refinance your house later down the line and stay in California. Stay in California, you guys. Do not leave California. With, with global warming, why would you leave beautiful California? I bit the bullet and I said, shit, I'm gonna buy here. And not only am I gonna buy here, I'm gonna buy multiple units here in California because I know everybody in the world, everyone in the world travels, not just to the United States, to California. Mm -hmm. We have the best beaches. We have the best food, the restaurants. We, if, look at, this is my thing. 
in one hour. You want to know where I can do it in one hour in California? I can shop in downtown LA and be around all the congestion, all that hot mess and look cute. I can have a nice dinner in, in, on the coastal and watch and drink a glass of wine and watch the sunset. I can be at the, at the, at the desert riding bikes or, or just looking cute in, in, in Palm Springs. I can do all that in under an hour and 15 minutes in California. I just showed you all these dem different demographics and how fast I can get there in California. And there's different price points in California. So if you got to buy in Riverside County or you got to buy up north or you got to buy in maybe the, if they want to call it the more shadier areas, do it. Gentrification. Everything is gentrifying here in every inch. When people, when I was buying in um, Long Beach, I started buying the year 2015 and was David, no 12. Everyone's like, David, you are crazy. Um, uh, Long Beach is so risky. Oh my God, Long Beach. Honey, there's multi-millionaires in, in Long Beach. There's so many divisions in Long Beach. And what I love about Long Beach, it's a melting pot. It is a melting pot. I love that I can walk around a million dollar home and the next house looks like this and there's character to the home. I love Long Beach. It is, it is like, it's kind of like Palm Springs and the development. We have the Olympics coming in 2028. So we have so much development. That's why I do my education and I love California. And I preach California so much because we are able to afford it. When people say, ah, oh, they kicked us out of California. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You didn't open your mouth. You didn't ask. You didn't ask if there was programs to get, keep you in California. Because there is. There's a ton of them. There's so, many, there's so many properties right now. A lot of people that are passing away that don't have trust. You can get that right now. Mm -hmm. Probate sales, you can get that as well. I don't, I want to, my wife wants this beautiful house and she wants it all decor. She's been watching you, David. And she's all these beautiful houses that you have. That's not it. She'll have it. She'll have it in six months. Everybody needs to like just work together. I would rather buy a piece of crap home than build, buy someone's beautiful, unless it's my house on top, because you know you're going to get everything tricked out. Let me tell you that. But if it was my, if, if it's a house that I'm going to buy, I would never buy anybody else's design personally. Because I want, to I want to develop it. I want to design it how I want to do it. And you know what? I prevailed. You know why I prevailed? Because I bought someone else's trash. I will walk. Oh, oh this is, God is my witness. I only buy crappy homes. I buy the shittiest homes that people walk away from and look at me like, David, you're a fool. You are a fool to buy that house. Do you know how long it's going to take you to uh, fix up? Do you know about? No. You know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the comps. I'm looking at the neighbors. I'm looking at new bars and restaurants coming in. I want to know what licensing, what breweries are coming around. I want to know um, who, 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 the school systems. I want to know all of that. I don't care if it's a rundown house. I'll add to it. I'll fix it up in time. And that's how you're smart. That's how you're smart because you will always, a house is a never, it's an ongoing project all the time, all the time. I, you always want to add things or take away from things. Things are dated. And that's what I'm saying. Don't buy something that's beautiful and already done up. Then unless, you know, you have the money to do it. Yeah. But that's something I think is buy something that's dingy and dirty and old and you'll love me. You'll, I guarantee you guys are watching me right now in the next three years. You're going to be like, David, that, that crappy house that I think my, my wife hated. It's like, no, we're not going to buy it. We're not going to raise our kids there. Oh my God, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. Um, you know, so those are the things that you really want to look after is that is where your money is going to grow, where your money is going to grow. I'm going to end in like two minutes, but um, yeah. So, so for me, it's just educating people on the long-term holds, making it, when someone sits with me, when someone sits with me, I like two minutes, we're going to be like, um, when someone sits with me, I want to home, you know, I do. I turn around, I ask them for their goals. I ask them what their dreams are. 
I ask them what their dreams are. What is your forever, like what is your wish list? Like what, David, I came to you talking about a mortgage. We talk, we're talking about design. No, I wanna know what your dreams are. Let me show you how we can accomplish those dreams in a house. I'm gonna bring those dreams alive and I'm gonna start, when you, this is gonna be a business proposal. We're sitting down and we're writing a business proposal down. These are the pros, these are the cons, this is how much you're putting in savings, this is how much your potential rent's gonna be, and that's what I can educate people on. If you're gonna get into the real estate market, get into it with education behind you and start a game plan for every single buyer and every single buyer will have different wants and they'll have a different type of program. And you gotta, you gotta sit down and teach them that and, 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 and be open to their advice. And when they say, oh, well, I you know, have this five-year goal like to buy, no, I'm gonna turn that into three-year goal. What, what goals do you have? I'm gonna expedite them, and this is how I'm gonna expedite them. I wish I could buy, we're buying a house in the next six months. What? This is how we're doing it. And I give them an educational tool and I make it tangible. I make it tangible for everybody. Then I go on Instagram and all these media places and I show everybody how, it, how, it, how this can actually work and how it can actually prevail. And anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the last question. Um, so I know on your YouTube, you're big with uh, what you can design and, and rearrange a room with $300. Let's, let's talk about what people can do with $300. With $300, we can design a whole house. We'll start like this. When you walk in, the first thing you're look at is curb appeal. We're talking about $300, you guys. The first thing you're going to see is, number one, a doormat. Doormats are 15 bucks at Home Depot. Second of all, door numbers. You have those raunchy, ugly little, you know, wilted, uh, stained door numbers. They're $3 each. You have four, four max, you know, right there, you're under 20 bucks. Under 20. Okay, now you just showed new door numbers, maybe all black, all gray. That's creating curb appeal. Now your front door, your front door right there. Let's say one gallon of paint. I want you to buy one gallon of paint, 20 bucks. Paint, the, paint your front door and get a new light fixture. A new light fixture will be anywhere from like $9 to 30 bucks. Mm. I just showed you how to make curb appeal. We're still under our 30, we're still under our $300 budget. Big we time. are ballers on $300, baby, yeah. $300. I'm showing you how for $300, you can design your whole entire, entire house. Okay, now we finished curb appeal. We still only have $300. We have $300 to, to remodel your whole entire house. Let me show you how. Now we did that outside. We have create, created curb appeal. Now we walk inside. I'm not saying to get rid of your couch. I'm saying this, drapes are 20 bucks. Throw pillows are another 20 bucks. We're at 40 bucks right there. Get that, that's gonna make a whole nother look. Are you kidding me? All you do is change out your throw pillows and your drapes or add drapes. There you go. Now let's walk into your kitchen. Take everything off your countertops, everything. Your, I mean, I don't care if it's the best blender. No one wants to see that. I wanna see a clean slate. Put some fruit on there with a bowl, simple. Now let's walk into, the, let's walk into your, your bedroom. Walk into your bedroom. What do your sheets look like? Go to Costco, go to Home Goods. For $20, you get new sheets, put them all white. I want your bedroom to look like a day spa. And, and, you can, and when you buy sheets, they come with everything, pillowcases, the whole nine yards. Now you created a movement on a pure white bed. Now you're making a statement piece. It's a feeling you just gained. We're not even done yet. Um, now let's go to the bathroom. The bathroom, you have all these, all these old towels, they're dingy, they're ugly. I want you to walk in your bathroom and buy all new white towels. White towels from Costco are like 20 bucks. We're still under our $300. We've done curb appeal, we've done the kitchen, we've done the bedroom, we've done the bathroom. And let's say this, let's add some greenery. Let's just seal it, add some greenery. Greenery, put an orchid, orchids will last three months and get like maybe a, a larger plant, a tall plant for like 15 bucks, it's gonna create movement. Okay, 
Remember, in the beginning, I said, go buy one gallon of paint. One gallon of paint is going to be 20 bucks. Go and, and paint one accent wall. Go paint one accent wall and maybe a hallway or your, or your, your bathroom. Now you just touched every single one of your homes under $300. Under $300, you just did created curb appeal that everybody's going to see. Even if you're looking at me and you're, watching, and you're living at a rental property, you just created rental, I mean, curb appeal on your rental, on your condo, on your apartment. And that creates so much, like everybody wants to host. Everybody wants to host at their house. And if you have an apartment, well, then bring them over. And you just create a curb appeal. And then they walk in, oh my God, did you get a new couch? No, they're actually new throw pillows. I want to know who you are by what your, what your living room looks like. And if you have furniture in your master bedroom, bring it to the living room. What? If you have side tables in your, your bed and they match everything, bring them into your living room. If you have a picture that's been in a position for the last five years, take it off the wall. But I love it, David. I'm not saying get rid of it. Let's put it in a different area. Let's create another mood with that love that you love, that picture, family portrait, whatever. Let's create a family wall. Let's do the, let's use what we have in our house and shift it. Let's just shift it, especially during this downtime. Let's bring things from the interior to the exterior. Let's bring exterior things into the interior and less is more. On the coffee table, get crazy. Throw, you know, have like a, a book, have some candles, have shit, whatever you want on your coffee table. But everything else, simple. And to make your kitchen look 10 times bigger, buy a clear countertop will make everything look 10 times bigger. And that one gallon of paint painted three things in your home. So that's what I'm talking about. $300, a bar on a budget, baby. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, and he did, he did a fantastic job too with the flipping that room for $300 on your YouTube channel as well. And it was fun. And yeah. you know, the, the thing is like understanding what, what you're creating and where, where the house is at, where the bedroom's located mm -hmm. and understand your customer or your client or understand yourself. Let's say, oh, I wish I always had this. You can have it. You can have it. It's, it's finding the deals. Amazon has really good deals right now. When Home Goods comes up, hopefully it comes back again. Um, they have amazing deals as well. Amazon, again, you guys, and, and they'll say, do you like this white drape? Oh, well, here's another drape that's similar that's $10 cheaper. Yeah. Again, $300. If you guys watched me and you had that money, that $1,200 from the government and you didn't do anything with it, bye. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't. You should have designed your whole house. You should have fixed your credit. You should have done so many things because I've given you the tools. And if you have it and you saw that check, now's your time to go do it. Create a whole new move in your house. You, oh my God, you want an attitude adjustment? You want a whole new feeling? Let's say you're chunky and you're like living at home and you're like, I want to lose some weight. By redesigning your house will encourage you to lose weight. What? Mm -hmm. uh, let's say you had an attitude problem. Redesigning your house will change that attitude. If you're like grumpy and you're like, oh my God, I hate my bedroom, blah, blah, and you make your bed every single day, you're going to be happy and you're going to sleep better. If you have new sheets, if you got new sheets, you're going to wake up better. You're going to sleep well. Put your money in your sheets. That's all I tell that. And if you don't have a good mattress, don't buy a new one. Go buy a memory foam at, um, at Costco for $89. You will sleep like a damn king. Oh my God. I, my bed is, that is the best thing. I will waste money. I don't waste money. I invest money in my bedding because that's how I sleep. And that's how I'm going to not have an attitude in the morning. And I'm going to be always happy. I'm always happy, but you know, that's how you're going to always be. <laughs> uh, that's how you're always going to be um, in a good mood. So again, change your house. You'll change your life. Change your condo, your apartment. You'll change your life. A color, a pop-up color on one wall will change your mood. Don't get rid of your stuff. Shift it around.
And if you're in your closet and you haven't seen the last year, get rid of it. No, give it away to somebody else, especially if you love it. If you love it, that feeling, give it to someone else to create that feeling because you had so much attachment to it. If you're waiting for, I will might have this antique piece and I'm waiting for like my kids to get older, but give it to them now. I love antique pieces. I have contemporary homes. I have mid-century homes. I have um, 1920s homes. I put my antique pieces in my contemporary home. What? You better believe it. And that becomes a statement piece. And everybody wants to talk about that. Oh my God. That, when was that? Like, no, 1930. What? 1930? But your house is so contemporary. Yeah. Now that became a, a conversation piece. And embrace old furniture, you guys. Go to the swap meet. Uh, do they even have swap meets around here? I don't know. But go to Salvation Army. Go, go, go online. Go to Offer Up. Go to Offer Up, you guys, and buy other people's crap. Clean it. Wash the, 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 the couch, the covers, and get a new couch for 100 bucks. You guys, be creative. And you can be creative on your cell phone. Everything that I've told you guys today, everything that I've explained, is all available at your fingertips. If you have a cell phone and you're watching, it's available on your cell phone. And that is from credit to government loans, to designing, to um, uh, weight loss, to every single thing we have in front of us. It's up to us to do the research. Simple. Awesome. Uh, I want to say thank you, David, for all that knowledge you spit on us, man. It, it's, I know a lot of people are going to use it. I know I am as well. I'm one of those where I need to build my credit up. So, <laughs> and, and you know what? I did learn about... Um, going and looking at all the credit rates and finding what you have that that's deferred and all that stuff. So I know the process of doing that now and, uh, and managing it as well. You know, a, a hit and snip is, you know, doing the thousand dollars save challenge, take a thousand dollars and then hit, hit where you're on debt right there. Pay off some of the things with a thousand dollars, save up another thousand dollars and do it again. You know? So awesome. I believe, yeah. I believe we covered a lot, you guys, but this is the thing again, I, I, I'll say this again. I am that tangible kid. I am that tangible kid that, did, that came from nothing, from nothing. Again, five kids, welfare, welfare, in a one bedroom, and I knew that wasn't my life. If you're sitting there and you're watching and you live in a, a Latino home or wherever, or you're in the suburb, or you're somewhere far in a rural area, and you're watching this story, this story is for you. If you have drive, if you have um, dreams, if you can see the future, you can have anything in this world. There is, I have ADD. I couldn't read, write, or spell, but I knew I was creative. I knew I was creative and I turned that creativity into a business. So anybody, anybody, and if you have a kid that has ADD or suffering from ADD, they might be special. They might be special and that kid might end up being a multimillionaire. Who knows? But the thing is this though, I have fallen. I bumped my head several times. I've got up, dusted off, and I said, God, what's the next step? What are we doing? I never give up. I will never, ever give up. I know what it is to be homeless, and I know what it is to come from nothing. I want everything. And the more I have, the more I give to the everybody. My knowledge is free. And when you have these agents and all these designers, and they don't want to give you their tips and their trades, and they want you to go to this class and, and pay all this money. For, ship, honey, a daily story all day, I give it to you for free. You're going to get love. You're going to get inspiration. You're going to get knowledge. And I'm going to be straight up and real with you guys. And it's going to be free for the rest of it. Until I die, I will still give you guys free knowledge because when I die, what the hell am I going to do with it? I can't sell everybody house, but I can show everybody how to do it correctly. And that's why sharing me is the biggest compliment, you guys. When you tell your friends about me on Instagram, on my website, David Reels Designs, David Reels Designs, David Reels Design, on my YouTube channel, on my Instagram, on my Facebook. And when you share me, that is the best compliment I could ever get. 
I love that and I love you guys. And it doesn't cost me a dollar or anything for me to say I love you. And if it's so important for you to say that to your kids or your family member, send a text message. And that's the other thing is that text messages, a simple I heart you goes a big ways. Goes a big ways because you're making a big impact. If you're a man, you're machismo and you know, you know, it's not boring for you to say that. Ah, oh, that kid knew I loved them. Ah, oh, they knew I no, they don't. No, they don't. It's unspoken. Well, they know, you know, because I gave them this, I gave them the eye or I cooked for that. No, no. Open your mouth. Are you going to open your mouth when they're dead and crying and be like, I wish I said I love you. I wish I, wish I embrace them. It's not even about a money thing. It's about a, 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 a fraction of speaking the words, I love you to your kids. Makes the biggest difference. I wish I had that. And I'm so lovable now because I want to give so much people love that aren't having it and giving them goals, aspiration to have anything because anything is achievable in this lifetime. I'm the walking, walking proof of it. You are a walking motivation, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy, man. All the knowledge you spit, especially it is for free, man. So if you're not motivated and not taking the knowledge and putting it to use, man, uh, replay the episode and maybe maybe get re-energized. David, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you on. Um, I would say plug all your social media, but you already plugged it all in that last thing you had said. Uh, and I got new candles, new candle lines coming up. They are trust fund, dinero, daddy issues, clearly, and uh, was it a brunch? You guys, they are available. They're fun. They're amazing smells, and get them before they get into um, uh, exclusive places because then I can't sell them no more. But they will be available. Um, uh, my candles will be available for sale on Instagram just for a short period. And then they're off and they're off to um, boutique places that will sell them. Awesome. Uh, any shout outs you want to give at the moment? Um, and th thank you, Living Spaces. Thank you, Floor and Decor. Thank you, um, Howard's Electronics. Thank you for my friends and family that watch me. Thank you guys for the, your Instagram. Thank you for Facebook. Thank you, everybody that's encouraged me, everybody that's seen my struggles, my high notes. Um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my assistants. Thank you. Thank you for everybody that's allowed me to come on podcasts and allow me to speak and, um, and just be energized. Thank, thank the whole world. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your help. Thank everybody. Shit. I am just so thankful. I am thankful that God gave me here. I am not self-made. I am self-driven. And I am thankful that every door opened when it did. And I'm thankful for when the door shut and slammed in my face. And I think that I have a good group of friends. I really do. I might not have a lot of family, but I have a good group of friends. And if you're watching me and you're not my friend, you're my friend now. That's mm -hmm. all I was so thank you guys. And thank you for allowing me to share this and be on your podcast. Um, I love you. And again, thank you. And we're going to share the knowledge for until I die. Definitely. Uh, last thing I like to ask my, my guests before they leave, especially during this time, uh, any inspirational thoughts or motivation or advice would you like to give for people in this time of need right now? Yes. Let fear be gone. Fear is the one number one thing that's going to hold you back. Um, ask for help. For years, I never asked for help. Ask for help. It's okay. Um, and then I'm not going to touch too much on this, but during the epidemic, you guys be courteous, please. All I can say is be courteous, wear a mask, wear a mask when you're around several people, because we don't know if they have a grandma that lives at home or uncle or cousin or somebody that has an underlying condition. We can be that just that much. I'm not saying go out. I'm mean, staying your home and all this other stuff. What I'm saying is this. So let's be courteous and just at least wear a mask. Don't leave home without leave one in your car, leave somewhere else. I mean, just always have one with you until we're clear with this because we are young. We might, we might bounce back. We might even have, who knows, but 
what we could do for, you know, we could potentially give it to someone else. And so we can all do a little help by just wearing a mask and, um, and just giving education. And that's all I can say about that topic. Um, other than that, you guys stay strong, look at your life and say, God, during this time, during this epidemic, what did I learn from it? What did I do? Did I build a relationship with my kids? Did I, did I save money? Did I, did I learn another job? Did I uh, go online and, and do something else? Or did I sit there and complain all day on Instagram? You have a platform. It's up to you how you're going to use it. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you how you use your time. But your kids are watching you. Your kids, your family, your people on social media are watching you what you do. So make a stance for everybody. And um, there's no wrong time or right time to buy a house. You haven't missed the boat. And um, yeah, just... Just jump in it now. Jump in now. You can't, you can't, there, there's, it, uh, buying a home isn't going to hurt you. It's only going to prevail you and let fear out the door. That's it. There it is. David Rios, everybody. Our first real estate edition live right here on ENC Radio, man. Uh, go follow his movement. Go follow him on all his pages. Go watch that video of him flipping a room for $300. He, he flipped it fancy. Look out for his candles that he's got coming soon. And then, of course, like always, I thank you guys for tuning into ENT Radio, man. Follow us on all platforms, on the podcast platforms, YouTube, all the shebang, man. Uh, I am your host, BZ, my guest, David Rios. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having time with me. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. We out. God bless you. Just want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. You know what I'm saying? The Unity Project. Go support their artists on, the, on Bandcamp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bandcamp.com. And then also a uh, shout out to a neighborhood watch. Uh, if you guys are looking to do live stream performances, they're doing that on, on IG right now. You know what I mean? And uh, for a heavy, uh, heavy ride clothing, you know what I'm saying? Hit them up, heavyrideclothing.com, you know what I'm saying? And, and go cop their gear. You know what I mean? And shout out to the crew, Dub CK, West Coast Creations in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you already know it's ENT Radio, your boy BZ. Stay tuned for the next episode. We out. Appreciate you guys following. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and also make sure you guys subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the platforms, man. Guys, stay home, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next episode. You guys have a good one. We out.